This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 70, Puppy Biting and the Dog Training Model. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hello, I hope you're having a great week. Today, I want to finish our conversation on the ABCs of dog training. We've applied this model to barking and jumping so far, and today I want to apply it to puppy biting and mouthing. Does anybody have a puppy who's biting and mouthing? That's all of us, right? Hopefully this concept is starting to become second nature to you as you work with your dogs to change behavior. I'm hoping that it's just starting to be the way you think. Are you starting to think in terms of what happened before your dog barked or jumped or what happened right after they barked or jumped and how do you prevent them from barking or jumping the next time? Notice you can replace the barking and jumping with any behavior, biting, mouthing, digging, and so on. So I really want your brain to start to think about dog behavior in this way. What did my dog do before they barked? What did they, what happened right after they barked? And how do I change the barking based on that knowledge? Puppy biting and mouthing are huge topics. I spend a lot of my time helping clients um, on a daily basis with this topic. So as the online puppy school, my trainers and I help brand new dog owners frequently, and it's often a big surprise to them how mouthy a new puppy is. While it is completely normal and a phase every puppy goes through, we do want to teach the dog to mouth toys and choose not us, right? I agree. Now recognize we were talking about puppy biting and mouthing today, not aggressive biting. If you have a dog who has that type of issue, let's chat one-on-one to really get you the help that you need. But as for innocent, playful puppy mouthing, let's dig into it. Let's apply it to our model and see what kinds of outcomes we get. As a review for today's topic, if you haven't already, check out episode number 56, How to Solve Any Dog Training Problem, as well as episode 68, Barking in the Dog Training Model, and episode 69, jumping and the dog training model. This will give you a really good background into today's topic. If you've already listened to these, you'll recognize the ABCs of dog training, and this is the formula that is super useful to change any behavior our dog may exhibit. Today, as I mentioned, I want to apply this to puppy biting. Let's just review quickly. So the A of the ABCs is what happens before your dog bites or mouths you. The B is the dog is biting or mouthing you. C is the consequence or what happens right after your dog bites or mouths you. So the A and the C, what happens before and what happens immediately after, are the things that we focus on to change the B or the behavior of our dog. Now my favorite place to focus, you know this if you've listened to the previous sessions, is the A, right? It's called the antecedent. It's whatever happens before my dog bites or mouths. Why? If I can redirect before my puppy practices it, that behavior never becomes a problem and definitely does not develop into a habit. So think about that for just a second. If we focus only on the C, if we only focus on what happens after our dog bites or mouths us, that puppy biting is still being practiced. And we tend to often get stuck in that never-ending cycle of dealing with the behavior after it happens. But think of how many times that behavior is happening if I'm always dealing with it afterward. So if I can intervene before the puppy biting happens, that behavior does not get practiced. And that's a huge win in my book. Now, I know that sounds great, Let's talk about how you do that. 
So let me walk you through the process as it's important to know what to do when your dog bites or mouths you and then how to stay ahead of it the next time. For learning purposes, let's look at a specific example for now. Let's say that your dog is playing with you and goes for your ankle. In this scenario, I'm walking into the room, my puppy runs over and nips my ankle, right? My only option at that point is to focus on the C, the consequence, because the behavior of the biting and mouthing already happened. So I interrupt with a sound that gets my puppy's attention. It's a good idea to know ahead of time what sounds get your puppy to look at you, by the way. So try experimenting today with different noises and see which ones attract your dog's attention. Basically, I'm creating a diversion away from my ankle. Squeaky toys work really well too, so have some handy. Now that's another side note tip for you. Always keep a treat pouch on you with food rewards and a toy for times like this. The food can be their kibble, no need for fancy treats. Um, always wait to open that crate or pen until you are ready. Cueing a simple behavior like a touch, watch me or sit often works as well. I can then reward my dog for the touch and ask for another desired behavior like a downstay. Duration helps the dog connect rewards with the downstay, not the biting or mouthing that happened moments ago. To recap, make a sound, create a diversion, then with your puppy's attention, give them something to do. We really wanna keep their brain active on tasks which get rewarded so they don't go back to the biting or the mouthing. Maybe this is an alternative behavior like a go to bed or crate with a favorite chew. Perhaps I'm tethering my dog to a table leg or other anchor and I'm giving them a toy. These things get my dog thinking about something else and prevent them from coming back to repeat the biting or the mouthing behavior. This is a key in this process. Now that I've redirected my dog, this is where the A comes in and now I'm in prevention mode. I don't want my dog to go back to the biting and mouthing behavior, so I prevent and train new behavior. I am a huge believer, and you guys know this if you've listened to my podcasts, in setting up my dog for success. If I don't want them to bite my ankle, I prevent them from doing so by noticing them as they run to me, meet them out in front of me with a target hand, and lure them into a sit before they get me with their razor sharp teeth. Then I make a note to set up training sessions around me walking through the room so I can teach my dog what to do when they see me moving and my feet look oh so fun. I pay the dog for good behavior and that tends to get repeated and that's what we want. Let me give you an example of how I'd set up that training session. First, I think to myself, what do I want my dog to do? I promise you guys it is much easier to train a dog to do something than to not do something. I like to teach my dogs to sit when they get to me and to ignore my movements. Sit to say please is a theme around here. So as long as I notice the sit, which by the way, can be a bit tricky if you aren't paying attention. Why? Because it's so quiet and calm. But if you notice it, you notice that sit to say please, be sure to immediately pay attention to your puppy so that nice calm sit gets repeated. If you don't notice it, they will try to bark, jump or bite simply because your puppy learns that those things get attention fast. So to be effective, I need to have a plan in mind as I anticipate me walking through the room when my puppy is loose. I start at the very beginning. I'll take a step, treat my puppy at the same time, and I'll repeat that until my puppy can ignore five to 10 steps in a row. Then I change the timing. I'll take a step and then I treat. So initially it's step and treat at the same time. Now it's take a step, then treat. Take two steps, then treat. Take three steps, then treat. And so on until you can get up to about 10 steps in that initial session. You might need to repeat five out of five times with one step and then five out of five times at two steps. So don't be too quick to move on past what your puppy can handle. Take it slow and go at your puppy's pace. Repeat until your puppy can ignore five to 10 steps in a row and then I mix up the timing. I'll take a step and then treat. I'll take two steps, then treat. 
three steps, then treat, and so on, again, working up to 10 steps. After that, I pick up the pace with my steps. So I'll do a little jog and treat, and then two jogging steps and treat, and three jogging steps and treat, and so on. You'll notice the puppies start to be very patient around your moving legs. As they've learned, if they sit and wait, good things come. We're basically desensitizing your puppy to moving legs and teaching them what to do when ankles are bouncing around in front of them. Remember, puppies are movement magnets. They gravitate to the movement. So we want to teach them to wait and ignore the movement and then good things happen. When I'm not training, I manage to prevent my dog from practicing the unwanted behavior. I might crate my puppy with a chew, tether them with a toy, or use the pen so I can get things done um, that I need to without constantly trying to redirect my puppy. With practice and persistence, they will learn. It takes time and repetitions, so be patient. I like to set time aside daily to work on the training. Then as my dog improves, we can allow more free time while I'm up and walking around. Preventing and managing while you teach the new behavior is the fastest route to success. Yes, there will be times when the biting and mouthing happens. You weren't able to prevent it. So we handle the C side of the ABCs by interrupting right away and then redirecting. But do your best to remain on the A side of the ABCs as to prevent habits from forming. If you see your dog wanting to play, try interrupting before they get to you. Lure them into a sit first or use a squeaky toy to engage in a gentle game of tug. You can anticipate what they will do when they get there, so give them a better job to do before you are required to react on the C side of things. Make sense? Awesome. Once you understand this as a trainer, daily life with your dog improves greatly. Try to stay one step ahead of them, give them tasks, teach them what to do, and reward them for the good behavior. Train them to do a basic sit and a down stay. I feel like those are behaviors every dog needs to know. Go to bed or mat work are also wonderful things. We teach you in our online puppy school how to train and proof all of these behaviors. So if you need help, check it out. You can find us at baxterandbella.com. And that's a wrap, you guys. Thanks for diving into the ABCs of dog training with me for the past several weeks. New topics are coming next week, so stay tuned. Have an amazing rest of your week and happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com, to contact me. 